0: Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the first episode of our 2021 podcast series. My name is Sophia Seely, and I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Pennsylvania. This year, we will be having six episodes on the podcast with jam-packed with information uh, for you all. This is our second year with the podcast and I'm so excited to be adding in a visual experience. So if you like to listen, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the uh, Spotify, all the different uh, podcasting platforms. You can find us there. Just search for CFS Mental Wellness Podcast, and make sure to subscribe so you can get the updates about our new episodes. Today we will be talking with Marquita Myrick, LPC. She is licensed in Colorado, Georgia, and Florida. So right now, I believe she's doing uh, telemental health, meaning um, if you're in any of those states and you want counseling, you can reach out to her for that. I will have her contact info in the show notes. There will also, she also is a woman's empowerment coach. So even if you're not in those states and you want to connect with her, you can uh, log on to her website and book a discovery call. So I love it, and you'll hear more about that today. So, we will jump right into the conversation. I had reached out to you was because I have a lot of moms that I work with and mm-hmm. the when the pandemic started, there were a lot of changes. I wanted to get your intake on how you feel moms have been particularly impacted by the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, I I can speak from that. Yeah. (laughs) Several angles. I mean, you know, I'm a stay at home mom during the day. So most of my friends are stay at home moms and I have some that work too. So I get to hear both sides Okay, um, as as well as the women I, um, I work with, sorry, in counseling and just having lost jobs and, you know, working, working nights now and having to homeschool the children's during the children during the day. I'm like, well, my goodness, how are you surviving this? You know? So so yeah, it's a good topic. I think it's right on time. And I'm grateful that you asked me to to come on with you.
0: Has have things been particularly different during because we're still in the pandemic. I, I can't say post pandemic. Have you noticed like that things been different like now versus um, before? Or is it kind of like similar and just increased as regards to like, maybe like stress level or different tasks that you have to do?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's similar to what moms were experiencing before. Um, and, and it's just, it almost seems like it's tripled overnight. <laughs> it's okay. like, oh my, oh my goodness. You know, for me, i like, I knew stay at home parenting was, was like this or stay at home mother, motherhood rather. Um, but this is on another level. You know, I, I wasn't prepared for this type of intensity because um, it's not just the moms are feeling some kind of way. The kids are feeling some kind of way. And then we're all feeding off each other's energy. And, um, it's just maximizing our output, I think as moms, because we're just having to deal with a different type of, um, energy. I would say that's the change. Like the energy is different behind the tantrums that the kids have. Like the energy is different behind my anxiety. I'm experiencing it differently. Other moms are experiencing their anxiety differently. Um, and a lot of times people are unable to just kind of pinpoint what it's coming from because there's just so much that's stimulating Mm -hmm. us right now (laughs) externally, you know, and internally.
0: Okay. And is, um, you know what, we didn't talk about that. Um, is that what you, uh, is that what you specialize in in helping moms kind of like navigate that anxiety?
1: Yeah. So it's like navigating, I help moms navigate the anxiety, um, and just their role as a mother in general. Um, because once, once a woman becomes a mother, things change. And a lot of times, and I noticed this with myself, desires and goals and dreams that you had for yourself you just put, you know, women just put them on a shelf, like, oh, I'll I'll do this after my kids go to kindergarten, you know, or <laughs> or I'll do this after they go to college, and and we say we'll do this when, we'll do this when, and all along those years as our kids are are aging, we're denying ourselves self care, we're denying ourselves further education, you know, participation in in the workforce, so many things that we're denying ourselves um, because we wear so many hats and, and it's hard to juggle them all, so. I would say that that that's it. Just helping moms redefine who they are. <laughs> like who, who are you as a woman now? Because yeah, now you have that hat of motherhood and, and that's one you can't take off, you know? <laughs>
0: right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you find that like, um, when you are helping moms that even once you say that, that it's still kind of like a struggle to separate it or just kind of like explaining it in that way, do people get it or the shift kind of Or like that, because it it sounds like it has to be kind of like a mental shift. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm not only a mom and the role is super important. there are like other things that I have to attend to, like for self as well.
1: Yeah, I would say the biggest, um, the biggest shift, if I think about all the moms I've worked with, and even for myself, is when we talk about self-care, you know, there are at first, there are a lot of excuses. (laughs) Moms make, oh, I can't do it because the kids are wild or you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of drop off and, and, and pickups and I have to do grocery shopping and no, I can't exercise. No, I can't do meditation. I'm, I'm just praying in my head. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so when I point out to them um, that you're, and this is a lot of what women say, I'm doing this for my kids. Mm. That's why I'm denying myself. And I say, well, let's reframe that. Let's look at it in a different way. You're telling me you're running yourself raggedy. You're barely eating during the day you know, you have bags under your eyes because you're not sleeping. You're telling me you're doing this for them. How is that impacting them? Okay, so you're okay. also telling me you're sluggish. You're telling me you're depressed and anxious because you're not taking time to like self-regulate and step away from the kids for a minute, even if it's for five minutes. How is that impacting them? So they're they're meeting you at the bed to try to, they're shaking you in the morning. They're trying to, you know, mommy, get up, get up. What is them seeing that? How How is that impacting you? So I, I kind of flipped the script for them. Um, gently, of course, (laughs) we have to do that gently as counselors and just help them see the other side of it um, because we can't pour from empty cups. And so it's easy to say, but when you give them specific examples, they're like, oh, you're right. And some of them even cry. (laughs) You're so right. I have completely neglected myself. And that is actually unhealthy for my kids.
0: Right. Right. That's so true. Um, And so I know that when we kind of bring up self-care, people think like Um, I need to take a bubble bath or, um, (laughs) things like that, or have a glass of wine. Uh, what do you, are there any kind of like specific self-care tips that you have?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of self-care tips. I'll I'll say that, like, I know for myself and what I tell other people is start with the five senses. Like, what do you like to smell? What do you like to touch or taste or whatever, you know? So for me, self-care is like hiding in my closet and eating a bar of Choco Love dark chocolate with sea salt and almonds, that's self-care to me. And they usually find me, it's like they can sniff it out. You know, they're like, <laughs> mommy, do you have chocolate? I'm like, no, they must smell it on my breath, you know? But that's that's it for me. And of course, chocolate gives you that, that temporary high, right? So I'm in, I'm in the closet just indulging and I'm doing it while I'm taking deep breaths. So I'm focusing on my breath, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't cost much, you know? That, that bar of chocolate doesn't cost me much. Um, I like to smell candles, so I'll light a candle. And, and just really take it in, not just light a candle and walk away, but say, all right, it's the end of the day. The kids are finally in bed. I'm just going to lay here and just sm- smell this candle. And I'm going to think positive thoughts. And I'm going to tell myself, I'm basically going to affirm myself and say, you are a great mother. You, you have done a great job today. And I'll pick three things. What are three things you did that, are, that went well today? Because a lot of times as moms at the end of the day, we're like, oh goodness, I know I do this. I forgot to moisturize my daughter's hair before bed. That could keep me up all night beating myself up about how I'm a bad mom because I didn't moisturize her hair instead of saying, okay, forget it. I didn't moisturize her hair. I'll do it in the morning before school. But what's something I did do right. Oh, I sat with her while she did her homework. Oh, I carefully prepared her lunch and made sure she had all the snacks that she liked. And, you know, so, right. So just being more aware, like increasing our awareness to the things that we do well and expressing gratitude for ourselves and our ability to be mothers, um, and, and finding small ways. Sometimes I step outside the door just to get a fresh breath of air. That's self-care to me. So like you mentioned, people think it's these big things. It, yeah, sometimes I soak in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. and use a bath bump sometimes that's my self-care sometimes my self-care is just scrolling through YouTube videos and listening to something that makes me laugh you know <laughs> so, watching a watching a show really quick or whatever so it doesn't have to be anything big but pick something that that works for you and something that speaks to you and try not to overthink it <laughs> Try not to overwhelm right. yourself
0: it's it sounds like um just having giving space to have, at least a breath like to take a breath because I I think what I've noticed is that like uh, for parents in general there's this like worry switch that's Mm -hmm. turned on from the moment from the moment like people find out that they're going to be parents and then it's just constant all the time and Mm -hmm. um, that can that can be a lot to feel like that worry is um, constantly on and I notice um, a lot of parents moms in general uh, report kind of like that staying up really
1: late yeah 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 I I do it too I mean (laughs) you know I think it and there's been a shift at least for me when they were younger of course I stayed up just watching them in the crib like are they breathing are they breathing Mm -hmm. um and that switched to now I stay up late because at some point along the way a few years ago I discovered that I could continue my career while I was a stay-at-home mom and that it was just gonna look different and I had Mm -hmm. to just accept that and say, okay, you're not gonna go full speed ahead, but you're gonna take small steps every day and make this happen. Well, I work at night, I see my clients at night. And so then my brain's very active and then I'm working on my business. So I stay up late for other reasons now, um, not necessarily worrying about the kids, but you're right. It's hard to turn that switch off. It's, it's hard to, to calm ourselves as moms.
0: Oh yeah. Um I like what you had mentioned about um uh, how you had shifted to starting your business. Uh mm-hmm. were you doing that work the work that is it are you talking about the work that you do now?
1: Yeah, so so 2 years ago I decided to start um, a coaching business and that was when I was coming out of just, you know, I had stayed home with my ch- with my children and said I'm burned out with the counseling field. I'm not I'm going to go back eventually, but no time soon. I thought when my youngest got to kindergarten, that's when I would entertain counseling. Well, for the past year, I've been doing counseling part-time from home. Um, and so that's, that shift came from me doing coaching, which was strange. You know, I, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do coaching, I'm I, I need to learn how coaches market themselves because that's different how we market ourselves as a counselor. Right. I need to learn how to put a package together and how to put myself out there and be the face of my business more instead of just posting on Instagram some quotes and not having pictures of myself, I have to show up differently as a coach. And so while learning the marketing aspects of that, it really helped me realize, I started to question really, if I'm doing this as a coach, then why can why can I not apply some of these same skills to being a counselor? Why have I never tried that? And then that's when my limiting beliefs started coming up. Well, you don't, you know, the thought in my head was, you don't believe that you can actually make a decent living being a therapist. And so I had to address that. And then once I did, I jumped back into therapy and now I'm charging what I'm worth. Now I'm earning what I'm worth as a therapist and as a coach. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting how that kind (laughs) of went backwards there, but my plan wasn't to go back to work until my youngest who will enter pre-K in the next fall until he was entering pre-K. That was the plan.
0: Wow, you! Mm-hmm. I love what you said about how knowing your worth uh, will kind of like catapult you into the the lane that you're meant to be in. And yeah. so, uh, with moms who do want to start, maybe uh, maybe they had an idea or they weren't even in the field. Uh, with the pandemic and how things are going now. Uh, Do you feel that it's doable for moms to kind of like, uh, well, I know it is, but (laughs) what tips do you have for like moms who want to um, like maybe start a career or take a different step in their career while also managing motherhood and um, all of what's happening with the pandemic? Cause a lot of kids are still having to be at home Mm -hmm. or uh, they're doing the online school, they can't focus. So having to kind of like tend to the child as they are doing the online school. Yeah. And then also everything else that still needs to get done.
1: Yeah. Everything else, right. It's such a long list. <laughs> it's a laundry <laughs> list of things that we do as moms. Um, I would say one of the tips is like, know your limits, you know, cause I talk to women who say, you know, I, I want, I should have been doing this by now, or I was going to start a business and then the pandemic happened. And then I had to step in and homeschool my kids or help them with e-learning. And that's been stressful. And so we talk about, is it a good time for you to start something new right now? You know, um, because no does not mean never. No just means it's no. It's a no right now. So I find that some women know they have an idea of what they want to do. And some women don't, they kind of need to explore it. And so I say, just take a little time to yourself to just like jot down the things that that you've been interested in. You know, be prayerful about, you know, the path God wants to lead you in when it comes to, to your career. Have you talked to... Um, other people, maybe your spouse, or maybe family or friends and said, Hey, what do you think I'm good at? You know, and we're, we're afraid to do that sometimes to say, what are some things you think I'm good at? You know, and I, I posed that question on my Facebook page the other day. Um, like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a or I'm working on a coaching program around these topics. What are some things you think people might want to learn from me? you know, that takes putting ourselves out there, especially I did it in public, you know, I'm asking women to just ask people in their close circles, but if you, if you're, if you want to do something, but you don't have an idea of what it is, the people around you, if you have loving people around you, they're going to have some good ideas for you, <laughs> they're going to say, I always saw you being a nurse or, you know, or doing this or doing that, so, um, so knowing limits, um, asking other people for their feedback, um, and just really, sometimes women have an idea of what they want to do, but they've convinced themselves in the back of their minds that they can't do it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's another thing that has to be tackled. So what is it that you've been been, been holding on to that, that is a dream of yours, but you've told yourself you can't do? So sometimes that's where the answer is. But really, knowing whether or not it's a good time and knowing our limits is so important right now, because if a woman starts something and she has all of these other factors that are stressing her out, she might quit that thing prematurely, you know, pursuing that new career goal. um, Or she'll just say, oh, well, it's, it's not for me. It's not, it's not the time. Well, maybe it is the time, even in the midst of a pandemic, but you need to go a little slower. I'm having to go a little slower in my businesses right now. And when I get frustrated about it, I have to check myself. Like, this is just life. You know, your kids come first and you know, you're know you taking care of yourself and you're nurturing everyone in this family. So no, you're not going to spend eight hours a day building this coaching program. You're just not going to do it. You don't, you'll max out your capacity. So so yeah, those are my tips for women.
0: Right, because uh, I believe that is, I like, a. it was a couple of things you said. I like all of it. Um, <laughs> no doesn't mean, not right no you said no doesn't mean um never
1: yeah it doesn't mean never
0: I really like that uh tapping into support systems because I I think I see that a lot where there's this um where there's this idea that like women have to do it on their own and Mm -hmm. or they have to be like this super mom I don't know if you ever saw that google image where it's like the mom and she has like 20 different hands and it's like (laughs) (laughs) trying to like help out with so many different things and it's like uh, a part of that is tapping into support systems or creating a support system.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, it's it's so interesting. I haven't seen that, that Google picture, but I just got a good visual of it. And <laughs> it honestly made me think of myself and how without my husband giving me some good accountability, I would be the epitome of that picture. I would be trying to do everything and balance it all and hold it all together all by myself because I really don't like asking for help. Um, But the way it works for me is leaning on him. I I have to lean on my husband because we don't live near family. So (laughs) who am I going to get to watch these kids so I can come record a podcast in the evenings, you know, or, or on the weekends. So he says, I will take the kids and, and you pursue that. you know you've really invested in our family by staying home, you know, pausing your career. I, we really appreciate that. and whatever you need, he'll say often whatever you need from me. So sometimes we hear that people want to help us, but we're afraid to lean into that help because what does that mean? It means I can't handle everything. No, I, I have to admit that I can't handle it all. Like I could, but I'd burn myself out, right. So I need to lean on him to watch the kids so I can work on my business or I can come record a podcast or make an appearance or whatever else. And so leaning on the support systems is so important because if you're doing it all, you're probably not caring for yourself. Well, and again, like we were talking about in the beginning, if you're not caring for yourself, well, that is still impacting your children. <laughs> you know, right. That is still impacting your relationships. It still is. So we have to take care of ourselves.
0: Right. Because um, I agree. There was something you said earlier that the children deserve to see a uh, mom not struggling Mm -hmm. and not like the full version. That's kind of like how I see it is uh, if um, someone is walking around sluggish uh, or just kind of like not there, because whether Mm -hmm. or not we, and this is something that I do work with, I tell my moms that I work with is to be um, authentic and not oh lie about how they're feeling to their children because they mm-hmm. they pick it up like if mom they is batman, <laughs> angry like they know and then if you are looking away and then you tell your child no I'm good you know that doesn't mean learning
1: yeah I have to dismiss my feelings I, I can't be vocal about when I'm having a hard time Right. <laughs> is what they could be learning with that. It's, it, you know, my daughter will say to me sometimes, it's really hard being a mommy, right? And I'll say, yes, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking dinner while I'm doing laundry and I, I have a, a project over here and I have a client later and I'm fixing your dad's lunch to bring it in there because he's working from home and has been since the beginning of the pandemic. You know, yeah. I say, yeah, McKenna, it's very hard being a mom, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love being your mom and your brother's mom. And it's a lot. But, but mommy's going to sit down, you know, cause she'll say, are you going to, are you going to come watch this with us? Are you going to come do that with us? And so she, she sees me in mom mode where I'm taking on too much. I'm, multi, I'm I'm multitasking a little too much. And then she also sees me acknowledge that I'm, I'm taking on too much. Okay. mommy's gonna take a break now. What did you want to tell me? What did you want to watch? You know, so I think it's good. Like the moms you work with, yeah. You we have they're picking it up. They're gonna pick mm-hmm. it up anyways. Even if you don't say it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From yep. your behaviors, they're gonna pick it up. So
0: that's so true.
1: Yeah.
0: I heard you mention uh leaning on your husband. Uh mm. if or so for people who do have a partner in the home, uh, do you have tips on how they can like negotiate um around the things that they want to accomplish?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I call it negotiating equity. (laughs) Okay, You know, for for me, that's what it is because as a stay-at-home mom, it's a full-time job. Right. And then I have a part-time job as a, as a counselor and a coach. Right. But I can't ever stop being a mom, even in the middle of the night, they wake up all throughout the night because they're rest broken. Right. So, um, he doesn't do what I do during the day. He just doesn't. So it's not equal. So I have to negotiate Mm. other ways to make it equal, which means, hey, you know, I do all the grocery shopping. It's not because my husband refuses to go grocery shopping. It's because when I'm grocery shopping, I'm leaving the kids at home. So I get two hours by myself or however much time I need to just walk through the stores. And don't tell him this, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, just standing in the grocery store, just on my phone, you know, (laughs) or sitting in the car. (laughs) This is not considered grocery shopping. I was <laughs> just sitting in the car catching up with a friend, you know? Um, so that's one way in which I negotiate equity. Um My husband gives me amazing massages. So I negotiate equity that way. Okay, well, we're not going to go, you know, pay for a hundred dollar massage right now. So I need you to give me a back massage, you know? So I I think moms have to find creative ways to negotiate equity and it's going to look different for everyone, but just thinking outside the box, what are some ways in which you could get some space from your kids and have your partner pick, pick, pick that time up? Um, Or what are some ways you can get your self-care needs met? You know, if, if my husband's like, let's spend some time together and we're watching a movie. I'm like, can you massage my wrist? Can you massage my feet while we're watching this movie? To me, that's negotiating equity. Like I've been on my feet cooking and cleaning <laughs> all day. So I need you to mm-hmm. massage my feet. <laughs> so whatever it looks like, uh, just jot down some ideas, you know, have an open dialogue with your partner about what that looks like for you and how you can get your needs met more, especially if you can't get out and go get the massage and or go get your nails done. hmm
0: yeah. For for the moms who don't have a partner, uh, mm-hmm. do you have any kind of like tips for them about like maybe gaining a, looking for a support system if they don't have one or utilizing mm-hmm. the support system that they do have? I like what you said earlier is that sometimes people are there, but we won't accept the help. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as you asked that question, I thought, oh man, this ties in well to what like two times. We've already talked about something similar and it can tie in. So for the moms who don't have a spouse at home and they're embarrassed or fearful of asking someone for help, and but people have offered help, think about what what it changes for your children to see you more relaxed because you've had space from them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's it's this idea of reframing it. you know, you think, oh, you know, my kids need to see me and they need to see me working hard. Yeah, they do they need to see you take a break too. And so if you have a mom, dad, sister friend, whatever, and you trust that person, they're a healthy person to watch your children, Take them up on that offer, because I guarantee you, when you come back to your children, you're going to be refreshed and you're going to be ready for them to climb all over you. You know, So so that's definitely one way. And then for moms who, who don't have anyone in the home um, to help them, you know, is your church offering anything? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. some churches are getting creative about offering care or um, help for parents. There's one church here that um, if you come to their service, they have a, a full blown program for kids and you can drop your kid off. Uh, for up to Um, an hour at a time, they have two services on Saturdays, So up to two hours on a Saturday, right? You drop your kids off. You can literally go to their coffee shop and watch the service, watching the flat screen, or you can go into their service and just sit. You can fall asleep if you want and sit all the way in the back, you know? (laughs) Um, And and they have security. And of course you want to make sure it's secure, but that's one way for someone who doesn't have that support system. Um, And if you can work it in your budget, Maybe you can take advantage of some of the babysitting services. There's, I'm, I'm in Tampa, so I don't, I don't know where your moms are, but you know, maybe people can Google, you know, what services are available in my area um, for mother's morning out or mom's night out or something. And you don't have to be doing anything fancy when you're dropping them off at this safe place, right? That's the keyword, safe. We want to, right. to have our background checks done, um, but maybe you just want to sit in your car <laughs> and that's fine too.
0: So oh Yeah. I love it. I love also what you said earlier about sometimes just going in the closet and getting a break. <laughs> I <laughs> do it all the time. I always think about, um, that movie, uh, war room where the, oh, even man. though I know that's different, but like how, mm. uh, the mom made like a prayer closet and that was like where she went. Oh, nice. Have yeah. you seen it? Oh, okay.
1: I, I probably have. I stopped, I, admittedly, I stopped watching TV the way I used to like years ago when I decided to do coaching I was like I'm gonna need all my space and time and energy to learn this this these marketing systems but now I dibble and dabble in tv but I probably watched it and just don't remember honestly (laughs) but that's a good idea like create I've heard of women doing that like create a a prayer corner or a a prayer closet I like that idea
0: I like yep um and then I like what you just said too about sometimes we have to uh, make sacrifices for the things that we want. Cause it sounds like you made a sacrifice where it's like knowing like what's draining your energy and Mm -hmm. what it is that you want. Because uh, even though it sounds like that, you have to, you had to accept um, the timeline Mm -hmm. of how you can make things happen. And then also making sacrifices for where you want your energy to go to, like, what do you really want your life to look like? And then uh, how can we, choose mm-hmm. choose what we're spending our energy on exactly because it's a choice it's a choice
1: and I always think too what are my kids gonna see it, I could do this you know I I could um and I've thought about it I told my husband weeks ago I said I think what I'm gonna have to do is reserve you know Saturday evenings and some space after I see clients on Sundays to really invest in my businesses because I said I tried to do it during the week and I feel really guilty I feel Mm. really guilty because that means, you know, my son is three, my daughter's at school. So my son is home and he's just looking at me on my laptop or, you know, or with my headphones on and he's just, what is he doing? He's watching something educational on YouTube. I just, I couldn't handle it. So I had to say, I'm going to reserve time on the weekends where he is available and not working. And, and that's how we're going to negotiate equity with that. And I'm still going to be the mom that's available. And, and I'm going to watch that YouTube video with him while he's learning some stuff about his ABCs or whatever. And going to just going to be more present because yeah. I don't want him to see me just on my phone or looking at the laptop. So again, I'm thinking about what is my child seeing me do um, more than, okay, well, I got to get this program out by February 1st. I already have to push the date down. It is what it is, you know? So just practicing some radical acceptance. This is my life right now this is it. And yeah, I could do that thing, but it's going to be detrimental to my child's development or to their health or what they, how they view me as a mother. So I'm, I'm just going to choose to be more present. So, yeah. Choosing
0: to be present. Uh, you mentioned the feeling of guilt, and I know that comes up a lot. This, mm-hmm. this idea of like mom guilt. And yeah. so um, are there times where it's okay for a mom to ju- choose to be guilty and do whatever it is that she wanted to do and kind of like let the child zone out on um the tablet
1: <laughs> I would say yes yeah I would I would say before I had kids I thought oh I don't want them watching a lot of tv you know and now I'm like okay I'm gonna just have to deal with this so I told a good example is I told my health coach recently um I'm, I'm connected with this this app and it's a whole program and she's been trying to get me to figure out how to exercise more. And I said, here, here, here's the truth, <laughs> Jill. That's her name. Here's the truth, Jill. <laughs> what, what's happening is I'm doing these 30 minute workouts a day. And that means my son is literally watching YouTube for 30 minutes a day. And I feel really guilty about that. Mm. And so I said, now I'll feel less guilty if I can find a workout program. That's only 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes at a time, or if I break it up. And she said, you can feel better about that. I said, I can feel better about that if he's only doing 15 minutes of screen time at a time. So perfect. Is he still getting screen time? Yeah, he is. You know, would I prefer he not be? Would I prefer to be hands-on with him during that time? Yeah, but he's going to watch his YouTube for 15 minutes while I get this workout in and drink my water. Because if I don't get it in, then I'm going to be more stressed during the day. And that ultimately negatively benefits him because I'm more snippy. So (laughs) It's a win-win, you know? <laughs> so yeah, there's some guilt there, but how do you negotiate it? You know, how do you negotiate right. with that guilt?
0: I love I love that. I really do. I really do. Because uh, I think there's always, there's been this idea of either, I feel it's like, black, it's not black and white. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah. yeah that there's some not. gray area. There's definitely some gray area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather my child see me exercising than... For him to just see me or him to just take on my negative energy during the day because I'm okay. frustrated or my back hurts, you know, If we don't work out, our body feels stiff and, and I can't play with him the way it's 15 minutes of exercise, you know, and sometimes I do, I still do 30 minutes and you don't have to watch 30 minutes of TV or I'll break it up. You're going to do 15 minutes of TV and then you can just come, come work out with me. Usually he stops watching TV anyways, because he wants to climb on my back when I'm doing um, pushups and stuff. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> he won't get that yeah. much screen time anyways.
0: That is beautiful. I wanted to ask you, because I heard you say that you provide coaching services, and I know that that is a little less strict uh, than the counseling laws. Mm, And so uh, do you only provide services in uh, Florida? Are you, I think I saw that you're licensed in other states as well, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm licensed as a counselor in Colorado and Georgia. And in Florida, I have a telehealth registration, which means Basically, they acknowledge that I'm licensed in other states, but I don't have a full license here. So that means I can only see Florida residents online, never in person, until I pursue the full licensure, which I don't plan on doing <laughs> because <Okay. laughs> they've made it pretty hard to get a full license here. So so this works for now. Um, but with the coaching, what I love about it is what you mentioned. You know, It's less restrictive. There's there's no board that regulates it. That can have its issues, too. I'll say that um, You know, there are definitely a lot of coaches out there presenting themselves to be able to walk people through certain things that they can't. Um, but what I love about it is the the freedom and flexibility and that it allows me to reach people all over the world. So I have oh. one client in Japan, you know, I, I can't do that with counseling. I can't counsel someone in Japan. So right. <laughs> I don't have a license there, You know? <laughs> so but with coaching, I can definitely walk someone through um, what they're going through. So, so I love the flexibility in that.
0: I really love that. How can, uh, are you, so I know that you said that you put limits on your schedule. Are you accepting new clients now or, um, I am. Yeah. oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. How can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Now I'm accepting new clients.
1: <laughs> Look, I negotiate equity around here. So I have time to see new clients. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, People can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Marquita Myrick LPC. That LPC stands for Licensed Professional Counselor. Um, And then I'm also at www.marquitamyrick.com.
0: Okay. And I will include those in the show notes, um, which will always be live. Um, And so do, I know we touched on all the topics that we discussed. Uh, Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that you think is important for people to know?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I would just say, you know, it's a it's a difficult time right now, especially for women. Women are four times um, more likely right now to be dropping out of the workforce. You know, we're we're seeing we're hearing that on the news. We're we're seeing that amongst our friends and family members. So. Really, just be gentle with yourself. If you have to switch things up right now, and you were working full time, and now you're working part time, or you're working at night, whereas you were working in the day, or um, whatever your change may be, just know that it's it's for now, right? It's for now. It's not for ne- it's not it's not forever, right? Mm. And so, just be gentle and kind to yourself. Really practice a lot of self love, self care, um, because that's the only way you're gonna make it through this. You're not gonna make it through this by beating yourself up. So, so that's my final message to to everyone.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation and um, I look forward to continuing to connect with you in different ways.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also, if you, like I said, if you would like to just listen to us, make sure to search for CFS Mental Wellness Podcast. on all the major platforms and whichever one that you use you can subscribe and you will get the updates whenever we release a new episode and I look forward to connecting with you all in the future you can connect you can find us on Instagram at Connected Family Services as well as Facebook and now YouTube and all the other major platforms so we look forward to connecting with you thank you